Good morning, everybody. You are listening to Table t- Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Siegel Network. I am so excited to be here. Hanukkah is in the air, people. I smell the fried oil all the way down Grand Street. Well, at least, you know, part of the way. I'm really excited to be here a uh, couple days before Hanukkah. We have an incredible lineup for you. Um, so stick with us for the hour. We've got some really, really interesting and different stuff that we've never done before on the show. Um, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I'm about all the food all the time. I love food. I love to shop for it, cook it, eat at restaurants, anything food related. I'm a personal chef. I'm a two-time cookbook author. I give cooking classes. I run chop competitions and I love to travel. I was about to say I'm an all-round foodie, but really food and travel, they've become synonymous with my name and I, I absolutely love it. Um, but I want to hear about your ex- experiences too. So email me, Naomi at NachumSiegel.com and share all your food adventures with me. I'll share them with everyone else. If you made something delicious, let me know. I want to make it too. So thank you so much for tuning in every week and I'm really excited to have everyone today listening to this lineup because I have on the phone uh, Cheryl Haft. She's a cookbook author. Uh, she's a book author, sorry, I should say. She's a book author. There's something very different that um, I've ever had on on the show. Ellie Rosenfeld. He's never been on my show before. He's the OG. I learned that term recently from a young friend. OG means original. He's the original marketing expert in the kosher food um, world, right? I would say kosher and non-kosher food world. You've had tons of experience inside and outside kosher food. A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. I like we that. We talk to Jews. It's we... not all about the Jewish food. It's uh, who we talk to. There you go. We can't wait to hear all about that. Shani Simon from Manashevitz is going to show us a brand new donut mix that they have here. We're going to actually make some donuts in the house and CK's going to eat them. CK's giving Whoa. me to the two thumbs up. On the phone, I have Cheryl Haft. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Naomi. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. I we've, we've been trying to have you on for a while, but actually this is a great time of the year to have you on because you wrote a book, Goodnight Bubala, and it's really focused around the time of Hanukkah with the latkes. It, it, yes, I mean, it captures Jewish uh, Jewish culture, but it takes place on a night of Hanukkah, so it's, it is perfect. So uh, you sent me a box. I've, already, I've seen the book already, but you sent me an extra special box, which I want to show everyone. I'm doing what they call an unboxing. A lot of us Instagrammers get food boxes or fashion boxes or both. <laughs> um, but I, uh, you made this beautiful box and I want to open up on our YouTube channel on camera. Um, it is actually the, the most adorable box because it's mm. part of the book. And it says on the inside, it says, Good Night Bubala by Cheryl Haft. Um, and she even wrote me a nice note, which I'm going to ho- read. Hello, Bubala. Remember the classic book goodnight moon this is goodnight bubbler a joy a joyful parody it's a celebration of family jewish culture and the yiddish language with a special recipe by beloved cookbook author Ina Garten. hope you enjoy goodnight bubbler and help spread the love to your communities and then you, you write me a note um love you a latka and then cheryl and then you say to me you write me a note saying we hope to meet you personally in december but we're having you on and we're really excited and it it, it You open up the box and it says, are you ready to plots? I like that. So cute. <laughs> You're really embracing that Yiddish. ZK, we got uh-huh. the camera on. I'm opening it up. And here inside is her book, Goodnight Bubala, with a recipe. Oh, this is so cute. A, a wooden spoon and with a recipe card attached. Um, mm-hmm. a, little, a little bunny face mask because, you know, like the baby's got to go to sleep. And stickers. Um, stickers. Keep calm and sh- keep calm and schlep on. I love you, Alatka. Oy vey, born to kvetch. I'm babkas without you. Oh, my God, I love it. No kvetching. Oy vey, it's Monday. Oy to the world. This girl runs on coffee and chutzpah. Such a mensch. I want my bubby. I'm a new bubby, so I am going to wear that. Schmutz Sh- <laughs> happens. Well, uh, Naomi, you pronounce the Yiddish beautifully. Oh, thank not you. everybody knows. Not everybody knows how. Oh, well, my grandmother was a Yiddish teacher. Oh, amazing! I'm, I'm finding everybody has a favorite Yiddish word. Do you have one? Um, you know, mine is zitzfleisch. It's a colloquialism. It means uh, sitting meat. Because they t- they always used to say to me, 
sit still, Naomi. You don't have any zits flesh. Means like patience <laughs> to sit. Like I can't sit still. So that's yeah. that's always been my favorite expression. Um, I thought it was spilkers. Spilkers. Spilkers and tuchers. <laughs> that's the yeah. other one. Because I've no zits flesh. Okay, this is the cutest thing ever. I absolutely love this package. And let's talk about this book. It's beautiful. I've never actually had a non-cookbook on the show, but I figured because there's a great recipe in here and I'm a Bobby and it's Hanukkah and it's about a latke at the end of the story, you know, we can definitely talk about this book on, on the show. What brought you to write this book? Well, I was looking for a way. I've always loved the Yiddish language. I don't speak Yiddish per se, but I always, I've heard it from my grandmother. And then being in New York, I just think it's so funny and feisty. And I wanted to find a way to, to capture Yiddish in a children's picture book. And one night I was reading Goodnight Moon. I was looking at the picture of the old lady whispering hush. And I wondered, like, is she a grandma? And then I started to thinking, well, what if she was a bubby? And what if, she, what if there was a big, joyful Jewish family that came into the book? And that's when I got the idea to write Goodnight Bubble Up. You should know my granddaughter calls me Bubby. She's 16 months old. She was actually born on my birthday. Um, oh. uh, I am Bubby. Everybody makes fun of me why I chose such an old-fashioned name. But my mother's Bubby to my kids. My grandmother was Bubby to me. Um, we are just Bubbies in my family, and I absolutely love that. And when my granddaughter was born, my husband bought me a bracelet that says mm-hmm. Bubby on it with our birthday. So I'm all about being a Bubby, and I think it's so important to connect our heritage. And this book spoke volumes to me. Oh, I'm so glad. You know, and Bubbala technically means little grandma. I mean, it's a term of endearment. It means little darling, little sweetheart. But technically, it's, you know, little bubbala. My bubbala technically means little grandma. It sort of, it sort of has, it's imbued with this wish that the child grows up to be a grandma, a uh, grandparent. Amen to that. Amen to that. That is, it's absolutely <laughs> adorable. I love it. And tell us about your illustrator. How did you meet up with her? Well, um, uh, our publisher, at Dial Books, Lori Hornick loved the idea immediately, and we wanted to get it out for Hanukkah, so she quickly paired me with Jill Weber. And Jill is a wonderful illustrator. She lives on a farm in really? Hampshire. She act- yeah, she actually grows a lot of her own food. She cans her own preserves. But she's been illustrating books for many years, and she act- she's uh, done many Jewish books. And so her style just seemed to really capture the humor, the energy, and the charm that we were looking for. Oh, I think this it's it's so there. It's so in your book. What's your connection with Ina Garten that she was involved in the recipe of the book? Well, Naomi, it's funny. You said this is the first time you've had a children's book. This was the first time that Ina has had a recipe in anyone else's book, never mind um, a children's picture book. So it's a first for her. She's a friend, and we were having coffee. I was... I was telling her about the idea and I started to read her the manuscript and she has such a wonderful sense of humor. She just cracked up. She loved the sound of the Yiddish, the Yiddish phrases. She thought the idea was so great. And she just said, I'll make you a vodka recipe. And she did. She just did this wonderful, generous thing by, um, you know, giving me a vodka recipe for the book. I think that's great because I'm actually trying to pull it out now. I put it back in the box, but I want to pull it out. Um, it's illustrated in the back here. Um, here's the the card that that came in my my box, um, but there's the recipe is in the book as well. I'm just showing everyone on our YouTube channel as well. Um, we have a YouTube channel, and there it is. The last page of the book is Ina's recipe, um, and I'm just it's one and a half pounds of potatoes, and um, it's got onions, eggs, flour. Um, she fries it in butter. Oh, Ellie, there you go. <laughs> Break stone butter. Everything's better with butter. But, but better with, everything's better with butter, as we say in Australia. <laughs> Kosher salt, uh, olive oil, sour cream, applesauce. I don't think it needs anything. I just need oil and potatoes and salt and you're done. Well, I, uh, Naomi, she made the recipe 12 different times. I, it made me realize what a scientist she is yes, isn't it? in addition amazing. to being a cook. She. She tried it in, uh, you know, a Teflon pan, in a waffle iron, in in a in a cast iron pan. She, you know, she it made me appreciate how much goes into her recipes. Yeah, she's she's unbelievable. I, I 
I missed your book launch. I wanted to come to that and, and it was too close to the holidays and it was just, I, could, I couldn't get over there. But she's, she's a legend in, in the whole wide world of, of uh, cooking. So <laughs> she's very also cool. so kind and generous. She's really a special person. Well, we're very excited that this book has been such a hit already. Um, and I can't wait. I'm actually, I have two copies of it, um, both assigned by you. I'm actually going to give my granddaughter one for Hanukkah when I see her in Israel this year, uh, next, oh, next week, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's going to, your book is going to be uh, sitting on the sh- bookshelves in Israel in about a week. Oh, please send me a picture. That's I will. I will. I Thank will do you. that. I have with me right now is Ellie Rosenfeld, and he's um, been talking with us. He's going to be talking with us about the history of uh, kosher food marketing. And um, he just handed me a book, and it's called – what year was this printed? I wonder if there's even a print year on this. Um, but it says – familiar the 60s or maybe the 50s. It's Familiar Jewish Words and Expressions, and on the front page it's, it's – some guys holding cards, which completely reminds me of my grandparents, and it says kibitz on it, and it's compliments of Calvert Distillers Company. Who are they? Liquor company. A liquor company, okay. And it's a whole Yiddish-English dictionary that they have here. I'd love you to see this. Cheryl? Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, yes, the English, yes, we, we, we thought it was really important to include the glossary so that people knew how to pronounce the words and also would, would uh, learn about the meanings. Right, yes. Yeah. So, so, and this also has the same kind of dictionary. Yeah, this dictionary, it was used actually to give to liquor store owners so they would know terminology to talk to the Jewish customer when they came in. So, everything from Tsaris to Shlemiel to Shlemazel. You know, all your favorite Yiddish words are written out here phonetically so that the guy that owned the corner liquor store knew how to communicate uh, and felt familiar to the, to the Jewish customer. So can I just read one here that oh, as foodies? Show. Ravioli is translated into kreplach. <laughs> Salmon smoked into locks. <laughs> um, schmaltz is schmaltz. Um, I'm just, this is hilarious. You would really like to see this. Um... Cheryl, I I gotta yes, get, I gotta send you a copy so of this. Fun. Look at the ad over there. Geschmacked. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Matzah's matzah kosher's kosher. Hui is bubba Ah ha ha. Garlic is a knobble. Knobble. Did you know that? I didn't know I that. Did not. Okay, gefilter fish is gefilter fish. Okay, I I gotta get this a copy of this and send this out to Cheryl. I think she would really appreciate it. It's so great. Cheryl, how do we find your book? Well, uh, it's on Amazon. It's actually been a number one bestseller since it published um, October 15th. And Ooh. it's in almost every independent bookstore. It's um, actually being carried by Costco and Barnes <gasps> & Noble. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a great gift for the holidays. I so thank am. you so much for featuring it. I'm, I'm thrilled. This was great. When I saw this book and Yoav, one of your publishers, reached out to me, I'm like, this is this is my book. Like I always speak oh. a little bit of English when I talk, so this is great. I'm a I'm a Yiddish speaker at heart, even though I can't really well, speak. <laughs> um, as I've toured around, I was just at the uh, Evelyn Rubenstein um, Houston Jewish Book Festival. I was struck by how it's really resonating with people who are in their 60s, 70s, 80s. It reminds them of, it reminds them of their own families of their own childhoods and so people are buying it for their friends you yeah, know I, even if they're 70 it's, it's a picture so book cute. for 80 year olds it's so <laughs> cute from yeah young and old okay guys go grab the book it is called good night bubbala b-u-b-b-a-l-a by cheryl haft cheryl is with an s by the way guys um thank you so much for talking with us and i hope to meet you one day in person thank you naomi thank you so much all right take care Happy Hanukkah! Freilich and Hanukkah! There you go. We got a little bit more Yiddish in there. I wish I could say this is table for two, but I can't say that in Yiddish. My nephews and nieces speak Yiddish in, in uh, Borough Park, but me not so much. How are you, Ellie? I am well. How are you? Good. I, I can't believe it took this long to have you on the show. Uh, well, the Lower East Side is, uh, you know, out of the way. Right, from Teaneck Ir HaKodesh. Well, yes. But the, the interesting thing is is that our firm, Joseph Jacobs, actually was founded right here in the Lower East so Side. T- tell us a little bit about your firm and where it was founded, who founded it, how your involvement, and the beginnings. 
And the beginning, the beginnings were just blocks from here, uh, with the, the original forward building, which I would right like to say. Right up here on East Broadway. On East Broadway, still it's still there. If you look carefully, the word forward is still there in, yeah. in English. I think actually all the way up top, it's in Yiddish, if you look carefully. And you know that there's four um, engraved faces of Marxism in, in the in the building? I did not know that. I will show you. One of you. them is probably, w, is probably Irvin V. Webb's, which is W-E-V-D. Uh, I, I will show forerunner, you. forerunner, and we'll talk about, I guess, EVD in a minute. Uh, the forerunner of uh, most Jewish radio, uh, Yiddish radio at that point, uh, was our firm's celebrating our 100th anniversary. So anything wow. that was founded here on the Lower East Side has to be more than a couple of years old. Um, <laughs> as I said, uh, just a few blocks from here, a guy, oddly enough, named Joe Jacobs. Who would have thought that a firm named Joseph Jacobs was founded by a guy named Joe? Uh, Joe worked for the Forward. He sold ad space in the Yiddish paper. The Forward back then was a daily. My uh, grandfather used to get it delivered to Australia. To Australia. Yeah. It'd we probably- got the Forward in Yiddish in Australia. I came a few days late. Yeah, maybe a month late. I'm going to assume. Slow boat. Um, but at the same time, there were dozens. And this was, I kid you not, this is in the, the early part of the 20th century. So we're talking 1910, 20, uh, before 20, in the 19-teens. Um, and there were about a dozen or so Yiddish daily and a couple of weekly newspapers, which served what was the center of Jewish life in America, which was right here in the Lower East Side. And Joe had clients and customers that wanted to advertise to that market. But then he realized there was an opportunity to get them not only in the forward. So he left the forward and started selling ad space in all of the Yiddish dailies. And he turned it into an agency because he needed to translate the ads into Yiddish. He needed to create the ads in some cases. And then it turned into beyond just ad space. It turned into marketing programs. It turned into advertising, uh, in-store, understanding what the retailers were going about. And that really turned into... Uh, what we have today, 100 years later, where we do much less Yiddish, although not none, because Yiddish is, of course, transferred from being the language of everybody in the Jewish community to the language of the Hasidish part of our market. Right, but but I think Yiddish is transcended into American talk. Chutzpah is Chutzpah out there. Chutzpah is absolutely out there. And what, I, we were showing just a minute, what we have shown just a minute ago, for instance, um, certainly when Yiddish was dying down as the spoken language, Yiddishisms, and as you were just talking about the book um, Bubala, using Yiddish phraseology has not been something. So what you had just shown here. This is such a great time. distributors. Who would have thought? Um, this is all in English. But if you take a look at this book, and I'll put it up to the camera, these three words are no mitzia, bottled in Canada. So the idea was speak to Jews in language, even if it wasn't in a different language, but in a tonality that they spoke about. So these are things that we did, our agency Literally, in the 40s or the 50s. This is another piece that you, I pulled out while you were talking about this. How about this? Philadelphia brand cream cheese. This was an in-store poster. Where, which kind of store? Uh, this um, would go in a supermarket. This is fantastic. Balabustas agree. Get out. Again, it's an English ad, It's an English in-store. This would be like, you know, hanging next to the refrigerator section. But the terminology was talking. And oddly enough, it doesn't even say anything here about kosher. Obviously, you look there. And it has the hechsher on it. Uh, well, here it doesn't. All oh, right, it doesn't. Because this was just... I hear this. No, well, that's, that's K for craft. That, that's K for craft. <gasps> I thought K for kosher. Well, it <laughs> does. It's interesting. We'll talk about that in a minute because the K for kosher was actually invented by Joe Jacobs. Really? It, was, there, it didn't exist in it before that. You needed to tell people that the products were kosher. He went to companies, and oddly enough, Joe was not Shomer Shabbos. He didn't keep kosher. But he knew that if you wanted to sell products to many of the Jews, he probably actually kept more kosher, I guess, than what... Certain people today might, but he convinced manufacturers to make the product kosher, allow a rabbi. He had business relationships with some rabbis to certify products as kosher, but they didn't want Yiddish. They didn't want Hebrew on their package. So he goes, how about this? Just put a K on there, and we'll tell people that means kosher. And ads, and I brought a whole bunch here. I could probably go through a few of them. He would put in, hold on. Okay, he's looking for some ads. This is one. This one's in English. It's, again, Maxwell House Coffee. If you take a look here, K-certified kosher. And I could find dozens, hundreds of ads that had this. I'm showing these up to the camera if you're watching on our YouTube channel. Today's stuff a YouTube channel kind of day. And this is the Philadelphia by putting one. that in there, it Very would say K-certified kosher. People would know that they would look on a package and see that. I even brought, this is certainly not one of the originals, but I brought, I don't even know what year this is from, a Maxwell House coffee. Oh, this goes back to so the old, 50s they're now or blue. 60s. They're, yeah, blue is now their brand color for sure. Um that little K is How right old there. Is this jar? That jar is from, I think, the 60s. Wow, this jar was around before any of us. Yes. Well, so so far, everything you've picked up. That Balabusta thing. I love thing. history. I love this kind of we, thing. We've got stuff here. 
I know, right? I'm going to put it down. You'd have to go on eBay to buy another one. Uh Um, Uh But how about this? This is nothing. So some of these ads were in Yiddish. And again, the agency started by helping brands talk to Jewish consumers, even if the brand itself wasn't a Jewish one. We certainly today work with uh, a lot of Jewish companies. Manischewitz, Shani will be on in a few minutes to talk about some of their Hanukkah products is a client of ours. Uh, Empire Kosher is a client of ours and a number of other Jewish organizations. But what really made our, our firm originally were these general market brands that were talking to the Jewish consumer, again, sometimes in a literal language in Yiddish, other times in a tonality or in a cultural reference that they can understand. So some of what I just gave you talking about this old is... is- Wait, the coolest it's thing. dated 8248. Correct. This Israel is now three months old. Israel's three months old, and this ad in Yiddish ran in a bunch of Jewish newspapers. We could put it up to the camera there. But this here's the problem. Joe Jacobs might have spoken Yiddish, and they had copywriters that spoke Yiddish, but the clients, they most certainly didn't speak Yiddish. So we actually have here in our archives original typed copy from August 1948 with the translation... That was sent to the client so they would know what they were advertising. Okay, so here it is in Yiddish. And my Yiddish is okay. almost non-existent. Yeah, so rich with satisfying goodness that Max that belongs to Maxwell House alone, this famous coffee blend satisfies the discriminating taste of the Jewish people. <laughs> I love that. That is why they have enjoyed it for as that is why they've enjoyed it as a part of family life for so many, many years. That is why the Jewish family's Buy and enjoy Maxwell House coffee than any other brand at any price. Good to the last drop. I think that's still there. That is still their line. Radiant roasted vacuum packed. Always roaster fresh. Enjoy Maxwell House coffee today. A product of General Foods. Okay. And that is translated from Yiddish. Good bison. Do you speak Yiddish, CK? Can you read? Okay, CK. Can you read that last line there? We're giving this to CK. He's getting in on the show today. No, it's yeah. uh, good to the last. But drop. read it in Yiddish. Drop. It says drop. Yeah. They transliterate good? it. Good? Yeah, Say the whole sentence. Uh, the, very, the very left yeah, of it. Yeah, drop. That's what it says. Drop. It's good, bizin, yeah. last, Good, bizin, drop. drop. Because you have it here. Ah, Droppen. There's a nun at the end. Droppen. Here, we have... We That's have, fantastic. These are ads. I'm so plotting. how about this? This is... You're plotting. There you go. This is... <laughs> minute, I didn't even mean to say Minute that. rice. Again, ah. Janu- July 1st, 1948. And here's actually a tear sheet of the ad. So we sent this to the client in July for their approval. July 2nd. July 1st, 1948, oh, that's yeah. right? The ad here ran, you can see the original tear sheet, October 6th. And this is advertising Minute Rice. It's Minute, Minute Rice. Rice. Okay? Bar. Uh, brand. Brand. Minute Brand Rice. Okay? So if you go here, it shows you... Miracle number one, as easy as boiling water. Just dump, like just dump in water and bring to a boil. No more cooking needed. Two, perfect every time. Finest, fluffiest rice you've ever tasted or your money back. Saves work and time. No washing, no rinsing. This is the beginning of what minute rice was, and this ad ran in Yiddish in 1948. Wow, July 1st. Wow. Now here's, so you take a look back and we, we love going through the archives in the office. You know, sometimes we can get lost in them for hours uh, and I would for love, days. I'd love to do that. But what's really cool is not only that because advertising is there to do what? What do, why do we advertise? Selling, a product to sell. Correct. So if the product doesn't sell, advertising's worthless. Bye-bye. So back starting in the 40s, Joe Jacobs had this great idea. We need to prove that the Jewish consumer was actually, you know, buying these products. A, it would get the continue, you know, clients to continue to advertise, and B, it would bring in more clients. They started doing brand research in 1947. Okay, so this book is actually from February 17th, 1947 to March 7th of that year. When no they Israel went, yet. No, no anything yet. Literally, they would go to, cons- to consumers' homes and ask them what brand of baking powder they have in the metro New York area, and then break it out to Jewish versus non-Jewish so they could prove. Who put this together? Uh, we hired back then the Pulse Company. They did market research. I have these books from about the f- mid-40s all the way up until the late 90s when we stopped doing this study. This is literally an original. How long have you been in the company? I got to the company in May 1996. So the firm. 20-something years. 20-something years. I try to lose track. 
<laughs> makes, it, makes, makes it a little makes easier. Makes us younger. Makes, makes us, us younger. younger. Um, when I started working there, uh, the firm was owned and run by Dick Jacobs, Joe's son. Uh, Joe uh, passed away in 1957, so his son's been running the firm since then. Uh, and then it was a minority partner, a gentleman named David Koch, that was with him. And the two of them worked together until uh, 03. Uh, Dick retired in uh, June 03. I took over the firm at that point. David stayed on with me until a few years later when he uh, got sick and passed away as well. Uh, he was an older gentleman. So I've seen a few things over the years, and it, it's interesting, you know, to a certain extent, you know, makes us feel younger. But there are brands I'm working on now for the last 25 years or so. When I go in and meet with some of these clients, I am working on these brands almost as long as some of these brand people are alive, literally. Uh, I, they ask, oh, how long have you been working on this? I say, oh, I started working on, on your brand in, you know, 19... You know, ninety nine or two thousand, and they're like they shrivel in a seat because like, oh, oh, I was in fifth grade. Um, right. Well, uh, look at look at nineteen forty seven. And I bring these ads or things <laughs> well, and take a look at this. My, my mom was. Yeah, I think you're like. I think you're referring to me because when we started working with together for Manischewitz, um, you told me that you've been working on the brand. I am currently probably the longest person working on the brand. Yes. So wow. Um, I've been with Manischewitz. Um, two and a half years. Two and a half years. Um, but I think I represent maybe a younger generation coming into the products yep. or f to the, the, you know, the kosher food buying industry from a different perspective. But I was wowed by the amount of experience you had with, with marketing. and with, with some of those brands, it really, you know, to a small sense, it's humbling, but other days you really sit back, and I do pull out some of the stuff when I do a research report or if I'm doing a retrospective on what Is we've this done. Like in your archives, look at pancake, archives, and, pancake and buckwheat flour. I have I have boxes, you know, Scary. I have like uh, you know legal boxes of of these Scary. laxatives and cathartics and mineral oil. Yes, let my Phillips. people go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Phil's milk of magnesia, by the way. Back in uh, 1947, <laughs> was in Amazing. 20 was in 23.6 percent of New York City homes, but was in 28.6 percent of the Jewish homes. So that's interesting, right? But that's nothing. Squib milk of magnesia was in 7.2 percent of homes, but was in 12.4 percent. So that's like almost double. We're talking 80 percent difference. That's an opportunity for a brand to say, "Wait a minute, we have a consumer here that likes it." Or even if you go down to the bottom. You could talk about uh, number of households. 80% of the Jewish homes had a laxative versus only 73%. So you go to a brand and say... or what, So 80% have Jews and 70% non-Jews? No, 80% of, of Jews and 73% of the total market. Non-Jews were 72.5%. So you go to a company, and th by the way, this is still true today. This is exactly what you do when you say, your category is well represented in our market. You should now take advantage of that and advertise it so that you become the leading brand. Right, so you become the influencer. Now we, we've got this whole new way to advertise something. Correct, well, it's funny. Which is the social media component of everything. Social or media. Or the radio, like, or the podcasts. Or well, radio, as I mentioned earlier, is, was the, I'd say, second you know, Jewish media vehicle here in the United States, probably around the world. Um, there was Yiddish radio that ran from... The early 19, 1900s, 1901, I forgot even what year WEVD started. Um, Yiddish language, Yiddish culture, Jewish culture, in English but Jewish. There was even, a, you know, the predecessor to the Nachum Siegel Network was this WEVD. Uh, people must remember. I'm hoping someone remembers. Guys, Art Raymond, does anyone remember? The Sunday Simcha. Okay, look at ZK nodding. I worked for him a little bit. Oh, oh, that's cool, ZK. And his last couple of years, what, down in Florida? Really? Exactly. That's so, guys. If you've heard of him, please let us know. Naomi at nachamsegel.com, and I'll forward it on to Ellie. Uh, Art Raymond was the Sunday Simcha, and there was uh, the Jewish, the Ruth Jacobs Jewish Home Show, which ran for Ruth Jacobs was a fictional character. It was Dick's wife, Pat, uh, but she was on TV before Channel 13 here in New York was PBS. It was an independent TV station, and there was actually TV. Hold on, I, I brought a bag. This is great. I love this. I, I know. It's okay. I'm, I'm keeping an eye on that time because we've got to eat our donuts. We've got our Manischewitz donuts. Manischewitz has been around for a very long time as well. Look at this. Yeah. So this was a, actually uh, a promotional piece from Joseph Jacobs. Our firm put this out in 
I don't know what years. It says 38 years, so this is the 50, the late mid-60s. Okay. There was Club Israel, Stars of Israel at 3.15 p.m. It was sponsored by Hoffman Beverages. Wait, this is radio. This is TV. TV. Channel 13, WATV Channel 13 here in New York. English language sponsored by all these brands. There was the Freilich Time starring Mickey <laughs> Freeman, Miriam Crescent, Seymour Rechtsit, Jewish Matinee. Irving Fields, I'm telling you, people don't realize how much Jewish culture existed in media well before we were all born. Right, and I think it's still so present today. You know, you have the word, right, you know like the Black Eyed Peas have got that song? Mm -hmm. And they have the huge muzzle top in the middle of the song. Correct. You know what song I'm talking about? I think it's baked into... It so matches like... I mean, we're sitting in the Lower East Side, so it's the pinnacle of where it came from, but I think... It's, yeah, no, it's, it's just, it's just baked into American culture. And also, you know, the book that Cheryl, that Cheryl just was talking about, yep. this resurgence of a cultural pride. To be number Jewish, one on bestseller. Like that, that's what, for, that's what Manischewitz is all about. And that's what um, Jewish, Jewish advertising really speaks to. It, it really is a, an incredible resurgence. People are taking a pride in, in really who they are. What they do, how they practice is totally irrelevant. There is a pride in, in their Jewishness. And that Yiddish book, certainly, the Balabus, you know, um, Bubby is certainly talking about that. Uh, we're finding that. Let's, you know, great cultural examples right now. Um, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisels, okay? Oh, Their third th- I, season I starting. It's unbelievable. That is quintessentially Jewish. And yeah. took the world by storm. Take a look at other Israel or cultural references. Shtisel. Shtisel happened to be in Israel, but it was an amazing, really, realization. You take a look at it and say, you know something? We can connect on a cultural level with a different culture and use it to teach people about a culture on- in a way that something else, you know, talking on the street or people sometimes yelling and screaming at each other on social media can't. Mrs. Maisel, she's always eating in the deli, her raw on rye, the corned beef on rye with a pickle. Like We've got the rabbi. Like they're, they're, the, they did Tisha B'Av. They did Tisha B'Av They did Tisha B'Av on the, the show. Well, the big scenes are, are revolving around Jewish uh, holidays and traditions, like, you know, Yom Kippur, like the, when, they fa- when they break their fast. I think there's a Passover scene. I'm not sure. I don't think it was a Passover scene yet, but they, they were in, they were in synagogue. They were in shul for Yom Kippur. They had Tisha B'Av. And then last year we did a promotion with them for their own version of the Max Wallace Haggadah. Uh, how cool is that? I was so honored to be part of that. I got to be... From earlier, I got to do a Mrs. Maisel coffee, Maxwell House uh, Instagram um, story and post. And it was incredible to be part of that, to be linked with all of that is amazing. And he's reaching out again, moving forward to the next set of, um, you know, rather than print ads, we're going into, and radio, you're going into the social media, which with, is Oh, without booming. a doubt. The, uh, people don't Naomi realize. Said, we use... We're using influencers on a regular basis for brands, both Jewish and non-Jewish, that want to talk to the Jewish consumer. Um, the ability to do targeted social media and digital ads. So someone, when they're on uh, the Wall Street Journal's website or if they're on weather.com, are getting an ad that's relevant to them about their Jewish culture. And that's what brands are talking to. And it, it really, I like to say, en chadash tachat There's nothing new under the sun. It's just a different vehicle. But we've been doing this, and the brands have been doing it. As we just saw in Yiddish and print, this is the funniest thing I dug out just recently. American yeah. Airlines used to give away, and again, people brands giving things away have withered over time when budgets. But this is American Airlines Tourist Guide to Jewish History in the Caribbean. That is unbelievable. Now they would charge you for it. They now, charge, charge you for you the oxygen that, on the plane. It's unbelievable what they and they produce this very specifically. To, this is amazing. And what's even funnier? How about this? You've heard of Joey Adams, the famous old uh, Belch Belt comedian. So I'm actually this is this is where I my my, growing up in Australia. Correct. I know Um, a lot. I know a lot of American. Well, what's his wife's name? She was the page six uh, columnist. Um, Adams. Her name is escaping me. The second ZK. Do we know? The gossip columnist on page six in the post. Oh, come on. You guys must know who's Okay, that, that was his wife. If you know, send me an email. So you're, talking about, yeah. so you're talking here about influencers? How about this? American Airlines this is fantastic. went and got Joey Adams, a famous Jewish comedian, 
to give the, for lack of a better way to put it, the haskama, <laughs> the approbation, the affirmation. They probably like do what I invite you to the restaurant or the hotel to Instagram. It, this is the this is the 1950s, 60s version of of doing that. This is probably actually the 70s. 80s. Aruba. But it's unbelievable that brands have been doing this. for So did you know, guys, that there's actually a Jewish cemetery in Aruba? A recently discovered gravestone has been deciphered as a date from 1563, almost a century before Jewish settlement on Curaco. Curacao. Curacao. Curacao there is you the go. oldest surviving Jew synagogue in the Northern Hemisphere. In the, in, in, really? Yeah, talk about it. It's in here. Here I, we go. Hold on I a second. I could read this whole book. This is like right up I'm my I'm telling own. you. Um, I'll find it in here. But it's without a doubt, there is a very old... You know that, what's the oldest kosher restaurant still standing in New York? Oldest kosher restaurant? Bernstein, we know, gone. Gone. Ratner's gone. I'm talking about around me, the oldest Lower East Side. current what? surviving... La Marais. La Marais, 25 years, 26 years. Until recently, it was... To, what? It, it might, it might be Mr. Broadway. Broadway. Yeah, you're right, it is. You're right. I did an article piece for Mishpacha magazine. It's Mr. Broadway. ZK, good one. That was very fast. I'm trying to think. Yeah, Mr. Broadway probably always outranks. evolving. You should know they are always evolving. They're keeping up with their times. A big shout out to just them. Just them. I just literally walked by them the other day. It's unbelievable. They and they keep. They They've keep been fresh. Around, they when do. I was single. That was like where everyone went from Stern College. There's got to be something. Everybody else still does it. it. Is there anything else that old? Mendes? What? what? No, Got- no, okay, you might be right. Gottlieb's Gottlieb's in Williamsburg. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Keep you could. We can do Gottlieb's. What else? I want to hear from Mendes, everyone. But I think that's later. Which one? Mendy's. Mendy's is much later. Ma- Mendy's is in my day since I'm here, maybe 30 years. Mendy's is much older. Um, Stern and the, the... Yeah, 90s, Mendy's right. is yeah, to... that. That really might be it. Mr. Broadway. Oh, what, sh- no, come on. In Manhattan, it was a. St- it used to be a steakhouse, and now they just do catering. Oh, Luigi Siegel. Luigi Siegel. Oh, but there's no restaurant left. But Luigi right. Siegel's, I remember as a kid I, going there. Yeah. My dad once went there for steak dinner, and he still talks about it now. Luigi Siegel's. Well, when I was a kid, you know, quintessentially, if your grandparent in America was not a kosher butcher, they were in the schmata business. Yeah. So my grandfather was in the schmata business. So we'd go up to his office on vacation. They'd bring in lunch from Siegel's. So that was right. the highlight. You went I, to grandpa's office, and you got you got uh, tongue on rye. I once went to a, a circus on Pesach. My husband's company gave us tickets to see in a box, in a booth, like a, what do they call them? Box? Sweet. Office. Sweet. It was very fancy. My kids were very little at the time, and we lived on the Lower East Side, and they catered in kosher Pesach food for us, Luigi Seagulls. We were in heaven, and there was no Instagram back then. We just took a ton of photos. We just and, lived in the moment. Yeah, we lived in the moment. How look at, about look that? At that? So different. It is. So a, different. You a, and yet, wait, you had to print the pictures. Oh, yes. When I used to take a video of my kids when they were little to send to my mum, I'd have a, a giant camera, then I would video it, fill up the half hour, then put it in an envelope, get it, and send mail it to my mother from the post office on Clinton Street, 1002 here on the Lower East Side. And 10 days later, my mother would get it, and then she'd convert it in her little converter box, and then she'd watch it on repeat over and over and over again. So the next one came. Now, in one second, I can... And that, and that was easy apathy. because you didn't even have to do it. You just recorded it. You know, I'm telling you, I remember, and you're my age, as a kid, you took pictures, you had the film. If you were fancy... You would take it to the one-hour place. Yeah. That was expensive. If you actually were more typical, you'd put it in an envelope and you'd mail it off to get done. And it would take ten days or so uh, yeah, to so get the, them all back in the mail. When I was when I was a kid, we yeah, that, that changed very we fast. Double, you call double when your friend took a picture that you yes. thought you might like, and you'd have to wait two weeks to see if you blanked. Yes. Wait, but that, that, ha- so that changed so very fast. Very fast. Okay, okay so we got to bring Shani on the show. Let's bring Shani on the show, but I'm going to show you one last thing. One it's last not thing. as old as Turn all of that, oil. but it talks about really how things have changed. Right now, we do print ads, right? Yeah. Okay, we do an ad, and what happens? You make a change. You send it via email, you send the PDF to the newspaper, to the magazine, to the website, and boom. Well, that wasn't the way it was. If you did a color ad, this is not so long ago. <gasps> you had to send them What's film. What's this called? Film? film. And no it's, it's way, a four this color- is so I need to see cool. That. CK's I very impressed. Like this is four pieces of film. Have it's you not seen four this ads. Okay, this Once is four because- Once he's seen it, CK's been doing this for a very long time. Well, think about this for a moment. You have a, your printer at home. There are four colors. Right? C, M, Y, and K. Everything that you print is made up of four colors. The exact proportions make up millions of colors. So there'd be four pieces of film. 
each one representing a different color. And this is literally what you'd send to the magazine because there was, by the way, you couldn't do color in newspapers back then either. Right. So you'd send this to a magazine. And then if you sent newspaper stuff, you'd have to send them a print. And they would literally take a picture of it. I'm trying to see what else I got here. Uh, you know, you can't even imagine how this changed. This it is... wasn't, oh, my God, we want to run an ad today. I'll, I finished it last night. I'm getting, Or we, we found the mistake. Let's change it. They're printing the – oh, they're printing it in an hour. I'll get it to you. No, if they didn't have that a week before – You were done. You Toast. Finished. Literally. If that was wow. it. You missed it. Next month. Wow, amazing. The history is incredible. We could do this for hours. We could. We could. But You we, should come to the office. We, we have to cook. Yes, date. I want to do that. Can, do you, can you be like, I came to you last December. Didn't it go like that? Yes. <laughs> so come yeah. back. I know. I know. I have to come back. This is fa- And then we get busy. Right, right. Life, life gets in the way. This is absolutely incredible. You're going to stick around because you're going to join us. I will stick us. around while I'm supposed this to This is your eat. client. I, I, yes. Manischewitz. We can go out to eat after this, guys. There we go. We can do go to Dillers. Oh, look at that. Nothing better than pickles. Ah, uh, nothing. Fried pickles? Fried pickles. Oh, Ooh. I've had it. There's it's, nothing. It's, no, it's outstanding. And then the, they have the, they bring the, the fried fries. Switch, the, switch oh, the pickle fries. Ooh. I can't. Oh, yeah, this, yeah. This, it's freaking delicious. Th- that might, uh, yeah. Take that, that away. No, never take away my coffee. <laughs> Move your coffee. <laughs> okay. Wait, where's the syringe? Where's the syringe? I moved the syringe. Okay. Oh, here we go. There we go. Oh, Guys, we are having a crazy show. All right. How... I'd love to hear some feedback and what you thought of that. I thought that was brilliant and amazing, and we have to continue this. Like, we got to have you on more and, and talk about. I love history, so the history of my favorite culture of of, of food, like amazing, especially Hanukkah time now. Um, Shani's going to come sit here. Excellent. Shani stepped into a role from cheese, which is very Hanukkah-y in any case, dairy. She worked for Natural and Kosher for several years uh, in the marketing team, and she's been on the stu- in the studio with a wonderful Brigitte, oh, Brigitte Mizrahi. Mizrahi. We love you, Brigitte. Sending you hugs. Sending you love. Lots of love your way and Natural and Kosher cheeses. Great uh, recipes um, on my in my book for um, ricotta la- cheese lacquers and the um, recipes I tested them all on were all set by Brigitte from the ricotta cheese from Natural and Kosher. So I remember that. Yeah, remember, I remember that? that. She was amazing. Very, very generous. Um, welcome back. I'm so happy representing to be representing so Excited to be back. So I'm very lucky. I went from cheese to now we're frying, deep frying um, donuts. donuts. So, and nothing, we're talking about Hanukkah. Nothing says Hanukkah like the smell of hot oil. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it's new the donut mix. Talk about what's new, what's okay. old from Manischewitz. Let's so bring up some of the products because Manischewitz has uh, OG been around for a very long time since eighteen OG original would, since yeah. when eighteen eighty eight. Wow, the it brand started is, here on the Lower East Side. Did it start? No, in when's Cincinnati, it's Ohio. Cincinnati. I'm going to Cincinnati soon. Ooh, very soon. I can tell you where the old, the original building is still standing. If you oh, know. I'm totally. Go- Okay, we'll come back to that. I'm going on Go book tour. It, it all comes back to the beginning. Once. I can tell you where that is. Okay. I, <laughs> I to Tehillim. I did. Making traditional kosher foods for over 130 years. So um, we rebranded recently. This product has been a couple for a couple years. The donut mix has been I've in the market. I've never seen it. We did just make a um, rebrand. Um, we have a new logo with a new tagline, Comfort Food for the Soul. Which is actually a new tagline, but it's not a new. It's not new to Manischewitz. We've been, you know, the brand has been making comfort food, uh, Jewish comfort food, for a very long time. Cool. Um, talk about get, bring out some of the other products. We've okay. got a bag full of products, and we have a Hanukkah giveaway. Okay. So our newest products. Cool. Let's just talk about the giveaway, and you're going to win some of the giveaway. Yes. Yes. yes um, yes. you're going to win some of these Hanukkah things: a Hanukkah house, a donut mix, okay. a latke mix, some chips. Um, so, just just email us, Naomi, at nachamsegel.com, and Shani and I will pick a winner, and you will, over yeah. Hanukkah, win a box. Win okay. a box. So this is part of our Hanukkah uh, featured items. Um, oh, this is heavy. <laughs> the Hanukkah house is, again, her, like we were talking about, the especially around the holidays, the cultural pride. There's a lot of products out there for other holidays, but if you want to go and buy um, a Hanukkah house, not a gingerbread house, um, Han- this Hanukkah house, it's a do-it-yourself decorating kit. It comes with the 
ready to assemble. No baking required. It has the icing. It has the sprinkles. Um, it's really fun for the whole family. And Naomi's showing you our newest products. Um, it's matzo chips. Matzo chips. Okay, but can we, I just say, you know we're going to eat this now. You're coming to my show. I know. You, I know. Right? I know. So Ellie's saying eat this one? So talk. we spoke about the diller. Sharp, of, sharp and full of it? They're horseradish chips. Oh, no. That's so nice. Oh, no, 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 no. You, no, no. The horseradish. You said you like trying different Yes, I do. Okay, I'll trying the horseradish chips. Okay. This is, this is my favorite. We tried it at Kosher Fest. I cannot, I in one sitting, I it's hard for me oh to not God, finish it, all the time. It smells thing. like a pickle. My yeah. mouth started watering. Okay. We definitely have to go yeah. on the street now. There we yeah. go. Okay, wait. Hold on. Mizonos. Oh, my God. These are amazing. ZK. Oh no! They're amazing. Sick. They're addictive. I want to dip this into sour cream. You got to try a the good... horseradish. I can eat the whole bag of horseradish. Okay. We. What, what do you? What why do you don't we ask? Why don't we ask for pairings? Okay. Okay. Whoever, whoever wins. Whoever we, we we need. I love that. We need pairings for our horseradish and our dill. Our chips. Let's the do chips. that. Let's ask for pairings. What would you dip? Yes. Your matzo chip into. Um, from the dill, the horseradish flavor, the barbecue, barbecue bar flavor. Pass me the other two. The um, a bagel like a, a set. It's everything. The everything topping and, and the sea salts and sea salt. Okay, what would you um, pair those? And you can then email. Be us creative. And Don't be afraid to go uh, crazy. crazy. And you will be entered into winning one bag of each of these chips and the Hanukkah and this Hanukkah swag. Okay, all right. Okay. Okay, now I'm going to try these. All right. Do you put crayon on your horseradish? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ellie. You, I had to, you I just tried the horseradish? No, I don't yeah. eat horseradish. It's a cult favorite, I have to say. Every Yeah. I just came from Union Square Market and they had a. ZK, tell us what you think about them. Horseradishes, I don't like them. No, I like the dill pickles. <laughs> just to They're bad. Pass the bag. Just to show that they are really great. They are good. I honey horseradish. Oh, Ooh. these are amazing. Right. I know. Okay, but if I'm you're going to name something horseradish, you got to go all the way. Mm. Right. No, you're we're not going to. Nah, this is. See, Ellie, this is why we have something yeah. for everyone. The Chaim. There you go. These are delicious. He's got that. Okay. Okay, talk to me more. Okay. We've got Hanukkah guilt. Okay, and Hanukkah guilt. I this will be a, the trifecta of our um, Hanukkah featured items will be part of our giveaway for for Hanukkah. Okay, great. So guys, remember you got to come up with a, a dip for our different flavors, and you can win this. Okay, and you'll get Hanukkah guilt too. Oh, it's milk chocolate coins, but you also have parv. We do have parv. We have a dark chocolate and a milk chocolate. I brought the milk chocolate for show and tell. Oh, I like that. All right. Yes. Now, we're going to yes. put this. I think the Nachum Siegel Network, the first year I was here, we did a Hanukkah house building show, right? Whoever could build it first. Whoever could build it. No, who, no not the quickest. The nicest in 30 yeah. minutes. It was like the OG you need, chopped. You do know. I do have to say, you do need like some time. You do need like a good hour, 45 I think minutes. It's a great activity. I brought it to, if you go to a Hanukkah party, um, family Hanukkah party, you'll be a winner if you bring this with the kiddos, adults too. I practiced before my show, before I, I did it on the Oh, you did it before yeah. you did the competition? Okay, we so. We should have had you practice gonna, with the horseradish chip. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm like, did you see how quickly I spat that out? I'm like, oh, no, I am so it. not a horseradish. Okay. okay. So now let's talk about, I love to cook. I have developed many recipes, one of them for donuts. So I don't want to say don't use my recipe, but there is a big shortcut. Everyone's very now into kitchen hacks. I, I'm i not sure when this is airing in the time frame and all that, but I'm going to be or was on um, CBS Morning News doing donuts using this hack. So um, where's the box of donuts? Oh, here so it is. Here's the, here. box. here's the box. You can unbox that if you want yeah, to show gonna, the components. I'm going to show everyone. Mm -hmm. And in the studio, um, they're going to walk in and freak out. This place smells like donuts. Is, well, okay, so this smells like Hanukkah. 
It smells like Hanukkah. Okay. It smells like donuts. What's wrong with that? I know, right? So here we have one package of mix, and you add in half a cup of milk half or a half a cup of water. It depends if you want it parv or milk. So, Naomi, I helped you out today. Yep. She was my I'm no, girl. I'm no food blogger, uh, but you're, you're I, my I did mix chef. half a cup of milk with uh, prepackaged. Um, it's, it's so easy. Even I can do it. Okay. So Actually, um, you're fine. Okay. I'm going to move Ellie's very precious. I do not want anything to happen to these 100-year-old items. I also okay. pre-mixed the icing. Oh, great. So, hold on one second, guys. <laughs> Look at this. We need we need a plate. Oh, you forgot all that. So we're using our favorite Tuscanini jam. I love my Tuscanini jam. I have a syringe. We're going to stuff these. We're going to make in the studio. But what you do is you take basically the the mix and a half a cup of milk and water. Literally just keep mixing. But really just when you think it's done, give it another mix. I think give that's it the mix. key. It, yeah, it takes a couple minutes. A to couple mix minutes. It. And just it's crumbly, but just press yes, it together. Press it together. That's and you see it to comes together. You see how it feels? It, it feels like dough. Yeah, it yeah. does feel like dough. Come, it comes together pretty quickly. Um, just trust the process. Okay. Right, Naomi? Trust the process and, and fix the wording. <laughs> <laughs> right, the the, uh, the box says stir until uniform. Stir until you, you see that the dough comes to the together. Person, have to yes. describe to the person making it who's never made it before, mm -hmm. who doesn't know how to cook exactly. I had that with my book. You know, so you have to like imagine that if you don't know what you're doing, yes, the person doesn't know what you're doing. That then you need to. Explain. Naomi, we need, we need to consult with you when yeah, we uh, well, do our. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my number. I'm in the chat. Yeah. Okay, here we go. So we, oil. Like we just talk about oil for a second. Oil. I'm going to yes. give you all a cooking lesson on in on the, on the show. Oil has a sweet spot number of temperature. You need the oil to be 360 degrees. Invest in an oil thermometer. I beg you. You will have perfectly cooked fried food that won't absorb the oil. It will just cook in the oil. If you've ever had soggy French fries, it's because they put the French fries, the potatoes, in the oil before the oil hit 360 degrees. Below 360, it's soggy. Below 370, it's burnt. You, you'll burn your food. So you want that really nice sweet spot around 360. Let's put in our first donut. You ready, CK? So Naomi, without the thermometer... We don't have one here. We don't have one here. How did you? Right. So I just felt that it was nice and hot. You and need warm oil? No, no I think, yeah, get in the camera. You can even turn it over. And it's okay, yeah. It's sometimes your first ones are a little bit raw in the middle and burnt on the outside. We do not have a thermometer in here, but we are lowering the temperature. And we're also, you know, doing a radio show. Yeah, let's, we can even probably shut it off for a minute. I'm going to spin this. So these are... Um, Okay, so we're going to let that cook up a little bit, pretty easy. And as you turn off, they, they lower their oil temperature actually lowers quite quickly when the, when the heat is not on. So I'm just going to throw another one that's in there. Oh, that's okay. We, we like air conditioning. Keeps the office nice and fresh. Keeps that oily brown. air circulating. See how, look, that one's perfect because the oil temperature is a little bit lower. Okay. And we are frying up. Some Erev, Erev Chanukah. I think when this goes to air, I might be in Israel. They look like falafel I mean, balls. It's also the Mecca of Sifkaniyo. Oh so. my God, I cannot <laughs> wait, cannot wait. This is Mecca, which is, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, okay. <laughs> it's okay. Cultural reference. Cultural exactly. reference. Epicenter. Um, oh, that's a good word, epicenter. Epicenter, unity and peace. Yeah, I'm I'm all about peace, yeah. aren't we all though? Okay, um, flip flip those over. You don't want them to get too dark. Can I take them out? Um, yeah, or, or... yeah. Flip that one over, this one? and then take the the first two, two out. Two we are cooking up a storm here on table for two. I'm learning <laughs> a lot right now. Okay, if you have an oil thermometer, it really, really, really helps you. Um, and just really be careful, guys, when you're cooking with oil and kids, it can get very hot very fast. Now, I made this at home last week, um, and they were delicious. I put in a little bit more than um, what was recommended, um, and it was super delicious. <laughs> Lots of milk went into mine. It was actually very cakey, which I really liked. Okay. I've never actually so when tried. I, when I do, when I have, you know, these, these kits or these, you know, like a, 
pre-assembled. I do it, uh, you know, I do baking at home, but I also use sometimes. Um, oh, don't be embarrassed because <laughs> I do it too. Are you kidding? Zuckerheim's brownies are great. You know, you know what a dough Embrace is supposed to it. look like. So if you want to add a little more liquid, if you feel like it, it needs a little bit more, that's or okay. Or wet your hands. Wet your hands with wet a little water hand. to mm -hmm. roll it. I'm making a mess because I don't have water. I'm actually not in a kitchen. You know, we've cooked steaks in here before. so I believe know. it. What's, what's a little donut? Okay. And throw in another one. Do a video mashup of all of, like, quick cuts of all the cooking you've done on this little teeny thing. Oh, yeah, ZK has no time for that. <laughs> ZK, you're on it. I'm just taking one down. Okay. Give me a year. <laughs> give me a year. Okay, give me a tissue. Okay, I've got, like, dough all over my henties. See, I'm speaking Yiddish. Still. There you go, a little I'm bit of Yiddish. Uh, oh, great. I'm going to take a little bit of water from here, and I'm going to wash my hands in the studio while we are cooking up. And what's really great about this Manischewitz kit, it comes with um, sprinkles and icing. Yeah, you don't have to walk around this, the supermarket buying a whole thing of sprinkles that you'll use a quarter of. Right. It's, it's it comes with all the ingredients. Pretty, it gets you out of the kitchen, you know, when you want to spend time with your family. When you want to, to play dreidel, to spiel dreidel. We're keeping the Yiddish going here today, guys. Okay, now I am, I'm I'm going to prepare the jam filling. Okay, Ellie. Uh oh. I can do it. I got it. Okay. I got nice straw here. Okay. Wow. It's a good thing that worked because you You're said that right away. It was <laughs> if that didn't open. I know, right? It's a bit risky there. Okay, <laughs> but we knew we know ZK. We know. Okay, now I've got the syringe. I would just want to say an unknown friend doctor got this for me at a hospital. You know, Naomi sent me an emoji of the syringe yesterday, and it looked like we were planning uh, blood. But mm -hmm. I said it's blood with jam, not blood. Yes, exactly. Can I have a spoon? Do we have a spoon. Try the other way. Try sucking it in. Will it work? No way. Try it first. See what happens. Oh, Ellie. We are. Keep it all the way in. Put it. Put, dip it in. Now you lost a lot of the stuff. There you go. So you have more than just an encyclopedic knowledge of uh, Jewish marketing. Uh, <laughs> you know Ellie how to use a syringe. Ellie is a pack. A, a um, renaissance man. A renaissance man. <laughs> oh, but he can, I, he a lot of useless cook. knowledge. Okay, that was very clever. Okay, useful. I'm taking jam. What do you call in America this? Jam? Uh, is that a jam or a preserve? There's a difference. Jam. Or jelly. What do you call it in Yiddish? Where's my book? Riba is Hebrew. Uh, in, in Hebrew. Okay, look, look at this. You ready? <laughs> okay, you ready? I'm going to syringe this. Okay? I'm putting jelly. I'm making a jelly donut. Put oh, jelly in it. That's great. Oh, this is great, guys. Take a look. So Naomi, this is the icing. Okay, but they have to. It has to be cool. Now, this packet from the donut mix is powdered sugar. You just put water in it. You mix it up. Nope. <laughs> and and you mix it up and you and you frost it and you put the sprinkles on. But yeah. we are filling up with jam. Okay. It's a bit liquidy. Yeah, you, you um, you dip it in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a glaze, it's not a, a frosting. It's a glaze. So you. Oh, you, I thought it was a frosting. No, no, it's a glaze. You dip the donut in, and then you use the sprinkle. Once that's still wet. Oh, I see. Make it nice and shiny. And then you put the sprinkles on yeah. top. Yeah. That's okay. Here, I'm dipping it in. I'm making a mess. That's okay. Like that. Ta da! Ta da! Oh, I thought it was going to be more like a frosting. It's more like a glaze. It's a glaze. Okay, so I think I'll split it in half with ZK. Let me just get the there last one. There you go. We already said Mazona on everything else that we've been eating in this show. We might have to supersize the show for a few minutes because it's a Hanukkah show. It's amazing. They're, as good it's as average. They're better than horseradish chips. Oh my God! I did not better than pickle dill pickles chips. Nah. <laughs> I need to. We, by the way, we need a clip. We're making a meme out of her biting into that chip. <laughs> or a boomerang. Have like. a look. Yeah, have we, a we, look. We, 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 we got to do a look boomerang. Look at my jam. I broke it in half. Yeah, you can have the big half. Okay, we need Ellie. And I'm gonna make. Yeah, more. we could. We could. Uh... Yeah. I'm gonna take some more jam. I'm using Ellie's hack. You know suction. Ellie. I think we're having a bit too much fun here. 
A Freilich and Hanukkah to all our viewers. A Lichtige Hanukkah. You a Lichtige go... Hanukkah. A Lichtige Hanukkah. Lichtige. 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 Hanukkah. And a Freilich and Hanukkah. Freilich and Hanukkah is a happy Hanukkah. Lichtige Hanukkah is a lit Hanukkah. A lit. You should be lit. Wait, as a millennial, I like lit. Exactly. Let's get lit. Yeah, let's get lit. The elder go. millennial. Oh, there you go. There's one with jam for you. Thank you. We have an we had an amazing show. We had Cheryl Haft on the phone. Uh, good night, Bubala, and as a newly minted ish grandma, Bubby herself. I was thrilled to she talk to her. And there you go, Ellie. A jam what for could Ellie. Be bad? This is insane. This is insane. This is really like it tastes homemade. It tastes homemade. It tastes like Naomi Nachman. Tested the recipe, made the recipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a long story behind this donut. One day we'll share, one day we'll share. This is in incredible. That, in the tell-all book. Yes, in my tell-all book. Naomi and Manischewitz. You can market it. There Here you go, go, Ellie. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go, ZK. I'm feeling everyone jam. We had Cheryl. We had Ellie from Jacob Joseph uh, Agency talk to us about the history of Jewish, kosher, Jewish and kosher food marketing. And Shani Simon from... Manischewitz, cooking up a storm, talking to, us, talking to us about great Hanukkah products. You have to come back, both of you, for a Pesach show. Deal? You're on. Okay. I'll probably know my dates very soon. The I don't know. The commute work. might be hard for me to come back here. I know, right? Mm. You're making us a little J. All right. Okay. Great. Thanks. Jelly. A little jelly. Little jelly. We're going to go right. millennial. We're going to go millennial. <laughs> yeah. We're going all the way. Everyone, I want to wish you a Freilichen Chanukah, a Lichtige Chanukah. Did I say it right? A Lit Chanukah. A Lit Chanukah. A good Shabbos. I'm wishing you all Shabbat Shalom from, you're probably listening to this while I'm in Israel. Shabbat Shalom. We've got music sponsored by our friends at Geffen all the way up until Lichtbenching. Shabbat Shalom.